Welcome to the podcast, Let the Prophet Speak. Today we are going to study the prophet Ezekiel, that is the Navi Yechezkel chapter 43. This is Saul Weinreb, the host of the podcast. Chapter 43 continues on the journey, the mystical journey that Ezekiel had through the third temple. And we learned in detail the measurements of the rooms and the locations of the doorways and the supports and the decorations and so on of the entire third temple. In this chapter, we are going to reach what is really the height, the ultimate climax of this entire journey through the third temple as Ezekiel encounters or comes as close as possible that he can encounter God himself. If you remember, in the beginning, the first the, we are now in the third part of the book of Ezekiel. The first part was the the chapters that discussed the um, destruction, the predictions of destruction. The second part was his prophecies to the nations, and now the third part are the prophecies of redemption and rebuilding. In the first part, we learned of as we progressed through and got closer and closer to the, to the destruction, we learned how God progressively left the temple, left Jerusalem, and eventually joined the Jewish people in exile because he was no longer present in the temple. Now that where Ezekiel is talking to us about the rebuilding of the third temple, we find out about how and when God is going to come back to the temple. Another thing that we can note that's very important in this, especially in the third portion of the book, is how so many times God reminded us that He is going to purify the people. He is going to bring the people back. He is going to rebuild the third temple. He is going to reestablish the, the kingdom. But there was less emphasis on what the people have to do in order to bring it about. The only thing we've seen several times was the idea that when the people come back, they need to know their humility. They need to know and understand that the reason why the destruction and the exile happened was because of their sins. They have to feel shame. They have to feel embarrassed. They have to feel shame for what they have done wrong. That is the crucial factor what we've seen over and over again is necessary for the redemption to come about, is for the people to finally realize with and through their humility that it was their sins that brought all of this about. These are the two themes that we're going to encounter now as we study chapter 43. We're going to hear about God coming back to the temple and we are going to, and, he, and his presence is once again going to be there. However, the one thing that he will not tolerate is arrogance. The one thing that he wants from the people is, I'll do all of this work, as God is saying. I'll gather up the exiles. What I want from you is that you recognize and realize that all of this destruction was because of your deeds. If you recognize that, you feel humility, you feel the shame in your bad deeds before, and of course, Therefore, do not repeat them again and recognize that I am God and I am the one that did all of this. Then the third temple will be rebuilt and the kingdom will be reestablished. And when I say kingdom, we're going to learn not in this chapter 43. We're going to get into more detail in the subsequent chapters. 
a little bit about what kind of leadership it's going to be. Now, let's start from verse 1. Vayoli cheniel hashoar. And then he, meaning the angel, remember that there's an angel that has been leading Ezekiel around through the temple, the third temple. He brought me to the gate, Shara Sherpona Derachakodim, the gate which is facing the easterly direction. Now, this is important here. You'd think that Ezekiel is going to encounter God in the Holy of Holies. Now, when he gets to the center, center, center of the building, that that's when he's going to, as he goes through these, as I described before, these castles, these rooms, these temp, the, 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 the various parts of the building of the temple, you'd think when he gets to the Holy of Holies, the center, the middle, that's where he's going to encounter God. But no, remember, God is not here yet. God is coming from the outside. And just as when he left, Ezekiel graphically described how he left from the ark, he left from the Holy of Holies, he left from the temple, he left from the courtyard, he left from Jerusalem, he left from the land of Israel. In other words, in succession he left, now he has to come back. So he's coming back from one of the gates that faces east. And behold, when the angel brought me to that gateway, look what I saw. I saw the honor of the God of Israel. He was coming from the easterly direction. And his sound sat, the sound, the noise sounded like the roaring sound of water. And the earth, the entire land was lit up with the radiance of God himself arriving, so to speak. This verse here has the word mar'e, this next verse 3, which I'm about to read, has the word the appearance of, repeated over and over again. If we recall back to the beginning of our study of the book of Ezekiel, the first chapter when he described what he saw in heaven, so many times he said, kamara, I saw something like it, appeared like it, looked like. Because he's describing something that can't be described and he saw something that he really could not see. So everything he saw was the appearance of, it looked like. And let's read his words. And like the appearance of the appearance, that I saw. It appeared, just like something that I had seen. The same visions that I saw back in the beginning of this book when I described to you the trip that God took me, the, so the virtual trip that God took me to Jerusalem, when I saw how depraved the service in the temple was, and when I saw that it was time to destroy the city because of the horrific oppressions that were occurring and the abominations were occurring. When I came to destroy, but now I see that same radiance of God that I saw then, which came in wrath, I see now, I saw now again. Umar Os and the appearances, Kamara, were similar to the appearances Asher Isa that I saw El Nahar Kivar when I was saying those prophecies on the river Kivar. You can go back to earlier chapters to remember when he mentioned that those prophecies of destruction he saw when he was standing at the river Kivar, which was located in Babylon. I fell on my face. This, the visions were so powerful I could not tolerate them. I fell on my face. This is verse 4, and the honor of God came into the house. Finally, God is coming back to the third temple. And how is he coming? Through the gateway that faces the east. And now a spirit came and lifted me up. I fell, and just like before, God gave me the strength to get up again. God gave me a spirit and brought me up and allowed me to stand. And God brought me into the inner courtyard 
And then the honor of God was filling the inside of the house. He came from outside, back inside, and now he's filling the house, the temple. And now I heard a voice speaking to me, the voice of God speaking to me from within the house, from within the temple, from the interior, from the inside, from the Holy of Holies. The Ishayol made at Sli, and this angel that had accompanied me throughout this entire vision was accompanying me, was standing next to me when I heard God speak to me. By Lion, God spoke to me as follows. This is the message. Et Mekom Kisi, the place of my throne, Viet Mekom Kapotraglai, and the place where I put my feet down, the place where I stand on this earth. Asher Eshkonsham, the place where I will reside, Betoch Bene Yisrael Olam, among the people of Israel forever. Where is this that I will reside? No longer will the people of Israel defile and profane my name. No longer will they and their corrupted kings and leaders. So many times Ezekiel uh, spoke about the corrupted kings, the kings that rather than lead the people properly, they led them in the wrong and opposite direction. Those kings that defiled my temple by having themselves buried here in the temple, biznusam, in their ways that they turned away, in the ways that they that they were promiscuous, and with the bodies of their kings that they buried here in the temple as if they were some kind of deity. The idea that the kings should make themselves into some kind of deity and bury themselves in a temple like we should worship them. How disgusting, how disgusting is that, especially in light of their corrupt behavior. Bisitam Sipam, when they placed their threshold at CP next to my threshold, they put their doorways, their palaces next to mine. Umzuza Sam may tell Mzuzati, and they put their doorposts next to my doorposts, as if the way into the palace of the king is the same as the way into the palace of God, as if you can possibly compare. Vihakir and all they did was place a small wall between me and them, and they placed their palaces next to my temple. They defiled my holy name with the disgusting things that they did. And that's why I destroyed them and consumed them with my anger and my wrath. Now you're a Their terrible promiscuity. And the bodies of the kings that they buried here. Me many, I'm going to distance them from me. And now I will reside among the people forever. Just me, only God, will be the true king of Israel. No longer will those kings that led the people astray and made themselves out as if they were some kind of deity. Atav and Adam, you, human being, you, my prophet, Ezekiel, Hagedet Beit Yisrael Etabayit, I want you to tell the people of Israel all about this house that you saw. And what do I want? They need to be ashamed of their sins. That is what I want from them. I want them to recognize in their humility that it is they that had sinned. And then then you can give them their measurements of how to rebuild this temple. The verse 11, and if they do show shame from all of the things, the terrible things that they did, then we can build this temple. Then the form of this house and its shape, all 
of its exits and its entrance and its plans and the rules and instructions and the and the building uh, plans, then you can tell them all of this stuff. You can write it all out for them. Then they can be careful and know that they have the right shape and size and measurements. They can do them. This kind of hints to us as to why in the last few chapters, even though Ezekiel gave us tons of measurements, the measurements didn't really make that much sense. Because until we recognize and realize the shame of our sins and we recognize in humility that it is only through God that we can achieve and have true leadership until then we can't really get all of the rules and we can't rebuild this temple only then will we have the plans that we really need to build the temple Zot Torah this is the Torah this is the teaching of the house the teaching of the house is humility that we need to be ashamed of what we did only then then and only then will we be able to rebuild the third temple and understand its plans and understand its measurements Al Roshahar then we can build it on the top of the mountain Kol then we can build the entire enclosure all around Kodesh Karashim, the Holy of Holies. Hine This is the teaching. This is the Torah of the Temple. This is what it is about. It is about humility. It is about recognizing that God is above us. It is about recognizing that it is our sins that brought about our own loss. And these are the measurements of the Mizbeach. They are to be measured with the following measurement with cubits, Amma, Amma, Vatofach, each Amma plus a, a, a handbreadth, Vacheka, Amma, the Amma, Rochav, and. Um, the trench that you dig around to, in order to do the construction should be in uh, one uh, cubit deep and one cubit wide with a rim around it, uh, spanning around it again, and the height should be as follows. This should be the height. From the trench in the ground to the lower ledge, it should be a, uh, um, one cubit wide two cubits from the lower edge to the upper ledge, which shall likewise be a cubit wide, uh, four cubits and one cubit wide. That is what I just read in English. And the height of the, um, of the roof of the altar should be four, four cubits high. And from the Ariel, Ulamala Hakaranot Arba, and with the um, uh, from above the roof of the Mizbeach, the horns of the Mizbeach, the corners would be four cubits higher. Ariel and the Ariel, which is the platform of the altar, would be 12 cubits uh, uh, long, and 12 wide, in other words, a full square, by all four corners. Again, these are measurements. I'm just going to go through them. I'm not going to go into the details of the measurements. You're welcome to take one of the commentaries that go through it with diagrams. But and the, the upper base should be 14 
cubits long, by 14 wide, again, by a four squared sides, and the boundary around the and the surrounding trench will measure one cubit, and the ramp will face the easterly direction. And then God said to me, so after giving these measurements, God started giving more specific measurements to Ezekiel about how it should be built. God said to me as follows, So says the Lord God, These are the laws of the Mizbeach on the day that you make it. I want you to restart the temple service. You're going to bring a burnt offering upon it, and you are going to spray the blood on it, just like they had done previously, only this time with humility, this time in holiness, this time only allowing holy priests to do it. And I want you to take from the blood of the Ola, the blood of the sacrifice, you will spray it on the four corners, on the four corners of the of the of the base of it, and around the rim, and this is how you will you will um, cleanse the, the the altar and you will allow it to uh, be purified and start acting as a vehicle of purification for the people. This is what Ezekiel would have imagined is going to happen when the third temple is rebuilt, that it will be time to we now to uh, re-establish the altar and make it holy, make it pure, as opposed to the impure, corrupted one that unfortunately had to be destroyed. And I want you to take a a bull, which will be a sin offering, and you will burn it in the designated area, the Beit HaSrefa, where they were burnt outside the Holy Temple. And then that will be done on the first day of the establishment of the third temple. And then on first 22, on the second day, you're going to bring a goat, Tamim, a pure, uh, perfect goat, the Chatas has a sin offering, the Chit and then you will again purify the Mizbeach, the altar, just like Kasher Chitu Bapur, just like you used the bull the previous day. And when you're finished doing this purification, then you bring as a uh, sacrifice a um, bull. Uh, one of the uh, bakr, which was born of the herd, tamim, it should be perfect. The ayam in its own, and you should take a ram from one of the herd of sheep, also tamim, perfect in condition. Bring it before God. And then the priest shall pour salt upon it, which, as we know, is part of the, the, the service in the temple. And bring it as a sacrifice to God. Um, as we know from the sayings of the rabbis, salt softens meat, just like um, it should remind us that the word of God should soften our hearts and bring us to repentance. In verse 25, God does not go through, he starts the description of what to do each day, but he doesn't go through each day separately. He just says, Shivat Yomim for seven days, Tases we bring one goat of a sin offering each day, Ufar ben Wakar. And one bull each day, the ayam and atzon, and one ram from the sheep to mimim yasu, they should be brought perfectly. Shivat yomim yichapu in this fashion, for seven days you will purify 
the the altar and make it holy and thus um, and cleanse it from sin and cleanse it like I said in the and that is how it will become as we had just this this language it reminds us of the language of the the tabernacle in the Torah in the books of the Torah when the tabernacle the Mishkan was purified it was called the days of Milulim which literally means to fill it up fill it up meaning to give it what it needs to now act as a vehicle for purification in the future and now by doing these seven days of Milulim which will be done in the third temple according to the, what the prophet Ezekiel is saying right now those seven days will give it Milulim will fill its hands will fill the third temple with the now ability to be a vehicle for purification in the future forever the days will then be over and then from the eighth day and on then the priests will once again do on the altar at the their burnt offerings and their peace offerings and then I will once again be Ratziti literally means I will desire you but, but in this kind of context it means I will now find favor with you I will now have a good relationship with you with the people um, so says the Lord God so again I want to reiterate that everything God is doing all the entire redemption is God's doing it's not even us that deserved it however what God wants from us is one thing and that is what he wants is to is that we recognize our sin we recognize that it was because of the our iniquities was because of what we had done wrong the bottom line is is that God is saying it's I doing this because I want you to learn humility it's not you it's not because you're great but it's because I wanted you to learn that lesson of humility thank you so much for studying Ezekiel 43 together looking forward to studying Ezekiel 44 plus of course the rest of the book of this the rest of this beautiful book of Ezekiel